0: I was born in a small mid-Ohio town in 1946. Lancaster, Ohio, just 30 miles southeast of Columbus, has a population of about 40,000. Its chief claim to fame is that it's the birthplace of Civil War General William Tecumseh Sherman. It's only grown by 16,000 people since I was born there and has succumbed to unemployment and economic distress, making it a just-okay city to live in. Sad, since most of what's left of my family still lives there. From 1955 through the summer of 1962, my father, mother, sister, two brothers, and I lived in Torrance, California. In the summer of 62, we returned to Lancaster, where I lived until 1979. This small, Midwestern town was a nice place to grow up in and start a family. But in 1979, we left Lancaster and moved to Athens, Georgia. The reasons are many and varied, but that's another story for another time. I mention all of this to set the stage for what I'm about to share with you. My wife, son, and daughter still love visiting Lancaster. I'm lukewarm about it. But while living in Georgia, and when the kids still lived at home, we drove back to Lancaster a couple of times a year. When there, I stayed with my mom and dad and my wife with her parents but I would always take one afternoon to make the eight-mile drive to Pleasantville, Ohio, to visit Rachel. Rachel was my maternal great-grandmother. She lived to the age of 99 and never lost her sense of humor, although her hearing and eyesight suffered. In her late years, she lived with her daughter, Florence, and I would drive there unannounced and spend an hour or two just talking to her. The stories she shared never ceased to amaze me. You might wonder why I refer to my great grandmother as Rachel. Well, we had a very special friendship. It was so much more than just a grandmother grandson relationship. As far back as I can remember, I was always able to talk to her on a peer to peer level. Maybe it was because I only saw her a couple of times a year. Born in eighteen seventy eight, she talked about my great-grandfather hitching up the horses to their wagon and driving to Lancaster to load up on items that they couldn't grow on their farm. Most of my family had farms. It would take them the better part of a day and was something she looked forward to. After all, they only made the trip once or twice a month and it was sort of an adventure. She would reflect about the lack of automobiles at the time of her birth and now a man has walked on the moon, all in the span of her lifetime. She was delightful No matter what I asked her, she answered with great enthusiasm and candor. She didn't take our conversations lightly, either. Before she answered my questions, she would gaze off as if pulling memories from a distance. Sometimes with the seriousness of a wise historian, and other times she would begin with a high-pitched chuckle. I was told a story about her years after both she and Aunt Florence had passed. It seems that Rachel had planned her entire funeral to include the Bible readings, music, place, and time of day, and burial plot. She had even purchased a black velvet dress for the occasion. One afternoon, she said, "'Florence, I'm worried about the dress I bought for my funeral.'" "'Why, it's a beautiful dress that will be perfect for your ceremony,' said Florence." Well, what if I die in July? It will be too hot to wear black velvet. Yeah, Rachel was a very practical lady, and honest, too. During my last visit with her, we talked about her long life, and I asked her what her thoughts were about dying. Like I said, she was the type of person I could ask this question to without feeling uncomfortable or imposing. She told me that she had, in fact, thought about it. She gazed off for a moment and then told me that she wasn't afraid of dying. In fact, she wanted to find out if everything she had learned in Sunday school and church over her many years were true. Now, before you assume that she said this with a tone of doubt of the existence of a deity, let me explain. There was no anxiety or worry in her voice, there was no fear or regret that her time was near. Instead, Her eyes twinkled with a joy of anxiousness to venture on, to rejoin her loved ones and begin a new journey. And I can tell you, where this dear lady is going, that black velvet dress will not be too warm.